Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hi again, everybody. Welcome back to the Gloss Over podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. And hey, guys, I'm Caroline Trudeau. I'm a digital consultant and entrepreneur and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. So guys, I'm super excited today because we have our first ever guest, and I'm so grateful that she's here. She is one of my very dear friends, fellow entrepreneur, and boss lady. Her name is Megan Stramera of Megan Elizabeth Photography. Hey guys, it's good so to be here. excited to have Yay. you! <laughs> so, ladies, can you please start by telling us how you met? Oh goodness, it's a great story. It's a fantastic, story. one of my favorite stories. So, as the listeners may or may not know, I am a makeup artist, obviously, but a large portion of my business is bridal makeup mm-hmm. and. I got a very nice email from a really sweet girl who was in a really tight spot about a month before her wedding. This was two years ago yeah? No, four. four. Oh, my God. Four yeah, years Yeah, it's going to be four Time years flies. November 1st. Oh, my 1st. God. That's it's kind of crazy. I can't believe I've been married four years. That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, she was in need of a makeup artist, and she reached out to me. I was available and super happy to help her out. I cleared my schedule and drove to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania to meet Megan and her whole entire family, and it was literally one of the most beautiful days ever. Mm-hmm. So much love and just so much positivity. It was really nice. Oh, and she has the sweetest family ever. They're just wonderful. So it was my pleasure meeting her and her family and being there for her and Nick on their special day. And she's like, oh, P.S., I'm a wedding photographer. And I was like, well, what? dang, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, so worked, that's, that's, it worked out. It was, yeah, it was like perfect. It worked out really well. So, so Megan, what was your first impression when you met Megan? I know that's confusing. That's Megan. Makeup, it's makeup Megan and, and photo Megan. Okay, so yeah. photo Megan. Mm-hmm. Photo Megan. Yeah, that's for you. Um, that, well, definitely my first impression was she was early. Like, we were, she was supposed to be there at 8, and I think you got there at, like, 7.30, uh-huh. um, which was, like, crazy. So, like, not only was she, like, rescuing my makeup situation on my wedding day when the the makeup artist who I had booked was bailing for drama reasons with my hair artist. Um, Unprofesh. Yeah, it's... It was... Yeah. Anyways. Not ideal. Um, not ideal. Not ideal situation, but um, definitely look, looking back on it, uh, it was supposed to happen that way it was exactly supposed to happen that way because if it didn't then I wouldn't know Megan yeah we're firm believers of like the universe putting you where you need to be and with the people that you need to be with yeah clearly Caroline clearly Megan for me like it just you you find your tribe along the way and um I definitely was very lucky to have found her for more than one reason yeah yeah definitely So now you guys share this sort of same lifestyle around being entrepreneurs, which Mm -hmm. is the topic of this conversation here today. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Photo Megan. Why are you? Why (laughs) are you? Love my new nickname. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is PM and MM. (laughs) That's funny. My dad's uh, work nickname is PM too. So there you go. Yeah, that's funny. Nice. 
So um, why are you an entrepreneur? How, how did that journey start for you? Tell us a little bit about your story. I always had kind of a, a passion for photography. I'm not really sure where it, it came from. It's just kind of something that was just always there. Um, in high school, I started taking photo classes. Um, I took them all through high school. So four years, I guess it was three years because in the first year I had to take like a regular art class. Um, and then I graduated high school and I went on to college. I went to Salisbury in Maryland. Um, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, working in elementary school, I just loved kids. I always loved kids. Um, and so I started down that path and my first semester in doing a mentorship, I was like, mm, no, not so this, much. Is, this is not, <laughs> this isn't gr- like grabbing me and I need something to grab me to want to do with it, especially like working with kids. Like you can't yeah. just be like, uh, you know, so you can't really I, that. yeah, that's not like a thing you can do. So, um, I, for whatever reason, I'm not even totally sure why, but I was like, let's do wedding planning. I like coordination and being organized. Like I could do that. And she's super organized. <laughs> Another reason I love her because I organize and reorganize shit to relax myself. So yeah. people that are organized yeah. make me very happy. <laughs> we find our tribe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and, but I was like, well, like, yeah, okay. And photography, again, it was, it was always just there. Um, and I was like, well, I can't major in that. So I'll major in communications, I'll minor mm-hmm. in photography, and be a wedding planner when I graduate. So that's what I graduated with. I got out um, in 2011, and uh, I like came home, and I had no drive whatsoever to figure out the wedding planning world, like none. And I was like, "Well, all right, like now what am I gonna do with myself?" <laughs> wedding planning is brutal. <laughs> like I didn't want to do a mentorship with a wedding planner. Like I didn't know how to like start a wedding planning business. It, it's a pretty just competitive no... place. Too, yeah. Right? I was yeah. like, there's no, I, I don't care. So I, my mom worked in the school system and I went in and I volunteered with her for a day and I ended up in like a first graders classroom and I was like, Oh, like this is actually really fun. Maybe I went the wrong path Ugh. and let me go back to school to get my master's in teaching to teach elementary school. I like I don't know what I was doing with my life. Um, <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody. Like, for the record, no one has any idea. Um, it's just, just like yeah, like what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, and so I got accepted to Towson for a master's program for teaching, nice. and I started my classes, and then I got a job um, working as a special education paraeducator. Um, with the school system and for so that they would pay basically pay for me to go back to school because oh. they would reimburse because then in their mind like they're I get they get a teacher out of it at the end of it um not so much no not so much <laughs> that that failed real fast um unfortunately my first year was a really intense year I was working uh with three very high needs uh kids that I was assigned to um the one was abusive. I have, I still have a few scars on my arm from scratches and stuff. So oh it was like God. a traumatizing first, like, first year of, uh, but while I was there, I was actually in the same school that my mom was in. So, you know, of course, like, 
you know, she was singing my praises for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> and she had mentioned to somebody that I, you know, did photography and I knew photography. I had been doing it, you know, for how many years? And um, this one teacher, she was like, hey, Megan, I need like some Christmas photos of my kids. Like, can you grab a few of those for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And I walked away from that and I was like, this, like, yeah. this is what I've been missing since I graduated That's a what year and a half. You. Yeah, I was like, I need this, I need is what I need in my life. Um, and wow. I was like, well, I don't know how I can make this my life. Well, we'll get to that because you can't gloss um, over the how. Yeah. And everyone gets really obsessed with the how. And the how, how is so difficult. And the how is frustrating. It is. But let me ask you about like your first photo experience because I remember my moment and I. Yeah. Similar story. I was educated in something completely different. I mm-hmm. went down a very different path until I found the beauty industry. And mm-hmm. there was a moment where it's like the heavens open and the stars align and you're like, oh my God, this is the thing. Right. Yeah. How, yeah. The how, aha moment. How has this taken this long to find? Because this is what I'm here for. Yeah. It's almost like you lose sense of time. You have no idea what time it is. You don't care. You're, you're, if you might be starving, you might be exhausted. You don't even, <laughs> those are sensations that leave your body completely. It's like almost having an out-of-body experience. When, when you mm-hmm. have that moment that you know yeah. you guys both felt that. Yeah. Some call it alignment. Mm. I'm with that because I think when you are aligned, you experience things differently. Yeah. When you're not aligned, everything's a battle. And when you find mm-hmm. yourself aligned with your purpose, you you instantly know what I think. So yeah. I had that too. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about the how. Let's go back to that real quick. So the how. You sort of have this aha moment, this alignment moment, this yep. this meaningful, you know, feeling that right. this is your path. Yeah. So what is what was the process like for both of you really for the moment from the moment that you had that moment to the point where you were like, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. So I got to be honest, a lot of it's a blur. Like I feel like, cause I was still in, um, that life of, um, the education world where I was, you know, coming home from work in tears and, and whatnot. Um, but I, it just kind of happened. Um, just no which way to is, live your life. Either. Yeah, like it. And I also think too, when you find when you find yourself in alignment, and when you find yourself on purpose, mm-hmm. the how sort of just kind of flows. Because I remember for me, I mean, first of all, let me be real transparent. I still don't know how. <laughs> that the damn. Truth? I'm still like, is how <laughs> are we gonna like? Listen, yeah. here's the deal: this the mortgage is, so is paid, the dog is fed, we're able to go to the grocery store. I can put gas in the car to get to my job. I said this before on this podcast. I am not gonna sit and preach from a place of success and triumph because Mm-mm. I don't think that that's ever really. I think satisfaction is a thing, but I don't think we ever finally get to that place of like this is how I did it and it was a breeze and like people see one side but they have absolutely no idea what it's like behind the scenes and the building of a business and the building of um entrepreneurship or solopreneurship as is the case with Megan and I um I still don't know how every day is a question of how I just honestly have blind faith that it's all going to work out and I know that if I do the work every day of feeling as if I'm on purpose and feeling like 
I'm aligned with what is meant for me, then I feel supported by mm-hmm. the universe, by God, by whomever. I, there's a spiritual connection with what I do as well. And so for yeah. me, it's the, there's a faith that th- those that are larger than myself are not going to let me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how. Yeah. That's how you stay on the path, essentially. Yeah. That's how you stay committed to that moment where you discovered that this was your reason for being. Yeah. And yeah. somehow there's always enough. Like, oh, we can make the mortgage. Awesome. Or like, hey, we actually have enough left over. We can go on vacation. Or, <laughs> hey, did you want to buy a new patio furniture? Because like, we can totally swing that. And you're like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> amazing. Like, how? How did that happen? How, how do we what? get here? <laughs> So I still don't know how. Don't know how. Still don't know how. Uh, have you had um, um, any help along the way? Like definitely. coaches, mentors? Yeah. I've had quite a few. Um, two specifically in, in the uh, photography world. Um, Anne has been my number one. Um, she's amazing. She uh, put up a Facebook post years ago. Um, like four, I think it's been four years now. Um of, uh, she needed an assistant. And I was like, you know what? I'm totally going to just stick my neck out here. The worst nice. she's going to do is say no, which oh. is so outside of my box to do something like that. Yes. And, um, so and she said, yeah, sure. Come along. And I assisted and I held a reflector, which, uh, a thing that bounces light, um, for, for those non-photographers that are listening. Sounds like a really sexy job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, at the end of this thing where literally all I was doing was holding a reflector for her. Um, she said, Hey, I'm the photographer for my soon to be sister-in-law's uh, or my sister-in-law's wedding. And my husband who normally is my second shooter is in the wedding. So he can't second shoot for me. I need an assistant. Um, can you do it? Uh-uh. And I was like, yeah, like I can, I, yeah, yeah, of course, definitely. So real talk, and hopefully Anne will listen to this. But like, did you really feel like you could do it, or did you did you were like, I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna figure it out. The definitely, I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna figure See? it out. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I had already shot like a one or two weddings, but like, it it wasn't anything that I was like incredibly proud of. Um, and the fact that this like to me, this photographer who like was established and she knew what the hell she was doing, like was willing to take a a risk on me, um, was huge. And then from like that moment on, like, she's been like, she's been awesome. She's my, she's my mentor in business, photography, um, life, faith. She's a huge, uh, faith bound person. And that's, uh, it's kind of like, the whole tribe thing has been, yeah, you know, um, such a, you need to find your tribe. Yeah, I was and just going to say, biggest... I, I've not had necessarily a mentor, though I've apprenticed with a few people, makeup-wise, mm-hmm. but to say that I'm self-taught is not true because I am technically trained. I did go to school to do what I do, but I found more uplifting, inspirational how-tos by meeting, like, my business partner in, in makeup school, She's helped me, and I hope that I have helped her even half as much as she's helped me over the years. And you connect with amazing people. I connected with Megan, and I was like, let's create some awesome things together. We need to create things. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just so important to find people that are supportive of you, even if they can't teach you how to do something. And I always yeah. say that entrepreneurship is very much like pushing a boulder up a hill. 
and you're like, okay, this is really effing hard. But along the way, you're like, all right, I'm building the muscles. I can keep pushing this boulder up this huge ass hill. And then it kind of plateaus for a while. And you're like, hell yeah, I got the boulder pushing thing down. And then it gets really hard again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, then you need people to help you push the boulder up the hill because you're, you're exhausted and you're tired and you can't. And those people that help you push the boulder could be assistants. They could be employees. They could be... Um, your really best friends that say, you know what, I don't care what happens. I believe in you and you totally have this. And like your worst moment when you're like going to cry and you just can't anymore. Uh, And it's also the people that you, that you build in business. Like for, for, for me, it's Megan's one of those people that helps me push the boulder up the hill because I'll come to her and say, girl, I'm really having a hard time with this. And she's like, don't worry about it. Like you have to find other people to help you push the boulder. And then everyone's doing it as a team. She helps me push sometimes. I help her push sometimes. And I think that's really crucial. What's the, um, to get personal, vulnerable maybe a little bit for the audience, what is the most difficult boulder, to use the analogy, that you each have had to push up the hill? Um, I've actually had uh, one really recently, um, like last week. Um, And then the other one uh, is kind of like a continual one to a certain degree. so I'll start with my continual one. Um, I am a people pleaser from the jump, like born people pleaser. Um, and so for me working in an industry where I am capturing like your wedding day mm. and such an important life-altering, like, moment with images that are going to be passed down for generations and tell the legacy of your family, Um, I need, like, I put so much pressure on myself that um, the images are, like, perfect. And so when I, um, so I'm a people pleaser. And then on top of it, my love language is words of affection. Mm-hmm. And oh, she knows her love language. I do. I oh read the book. Something got you married in. Love, 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 love. Um, and so for me, when, and I, uh, to be honest and vulnerable, I hate that my love language is words of affection. Really? I do. I hate it. I feel like I, um, it's like a non, like, tell me you love me. Like, I feel like it's such a, like, needy, needy, yeah. like, I, I need your words to, like, beef me up and make me feel good about myself. Um, but at the same time, like, I do feel at the same time, I'm also just a, conf- like, I am a confident person and I know I'm a confident person. But when I lack those words, it, it eats into that people pleaser side of me and it, like, well, what did I do wrong? So when I have clients that don't respond, to my images, like I send over this gallery that I just literally spent, like I spent eight hours with you on your wedding day doing everything I possibly could to uh, give you good quality images. And then I took them home and I spent another eight to 12 hours like meticulously editing your photos and I send them over or even if it's just an engagement shoot and I was with you for an hour and then it took me like three hours to edit it. I took that time and that effort and energy like you can't shoot me an email back and say thank you. Like, yeah. like, and it's like, and then I immediately, like, I get mad, like, 
well, that was rude of them. But at the, the same time, I'm like, but I love that couple. Like, they're so sweet. I'm kind of surprised they didn't respond. Oh, my God. Does it mean they hate the photos? Uh-huh. They hate their gallery. The voice. The, the, the voice that gets in my head. And it's mm-hmm. like, you didn't do good enough. Like, so those loud. weren't good enough. And, like, it's needed to a certain degree because that's kind of what's pushed me to grow so much in five years. Grow my work. I mean, when I look back at what I was doing five years ago, it's like, that why did anyone hire me (laughs) you know and um so the voices are good in that sense but at the same time they just they mess with Uh the ability to actually do the work sometimes too I think it's pretty fascinating that um you know in the context of being an entrepreneur and being in a very creative field yeah that what you're bringing to this conversation is something that's really unique to you as an individual Mm -hmm. Um, that manifests in different ways in different people, but that sort of brings yeah. us all together regardless of what it is that we do for work. You know, right. It's, it's yeah. about receiving accolades and, yeah. and value, understanding the value of your work. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you, Miss Megan, as we wrap it up? Um, I would say that my, well, I am my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the good news about me is my language, my love language is acts of service. So just by me That's doing things for you, I like, listen, if you want to get on my good side, honey, you will wash and wax the car and the vacuum. <laughs> yes. That's what I need someone to do. Like if you do that shit for me, I know you love me. Um, but I also, that's how I share love is I do things for people. So in yeah. my line of work, I get satisfaction just purely by being there, by doing what I do. If I am not the person for you, or if you need something, I will stop at nothing until I find you, connect you with a person bring you coffee that morning, go find your mom's, whatever she's missing. Like that's just kind of how I show love. So for me, that's not an issue, but what definitely brings me down the, the biggest challenge is the, the, the voices, the narrative in my head that gets going. And it amazes me how everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you start to spin the story that's oh, out yeah. of control. That's mm-hmm. not real. That's absolutely not true. You have no justification for how you, your line of thinking is period. And you just keep going. You just keep just going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we have to be in control of our thoughts because yeah. the mind, I, I believe this, if you're not paying attention to your thoughts, cause my thoughts are kind of like a two year old child. They're just like running all over <laughs> wreck and shop and it's not good. You have to be in control the whole time and really think about like, well, is that a valid thought? Like, is that true? Like what? Is this a story? Is this a story Mm -hmm. or is this really real? Mm -hmm. And your thoughts also affect your emotions then. And so I'm very emotionally attached to my work. Yeah. So I have to think clearly and then feel emotion that I, that I am not just creating because when I start to feel anxious, I have to stop myself and say, okay, well, what are you thinking about? Right. Where does this Mm -hmm. come from? Where is this coming from? Because I didn't just, your emotions don't just pop up. They come right. from your thoughts. Yes. So for me, it's just regulating my brain. Mm. Like, think clearly, feel your thoughts, because the order of sequences, thoughts, emotions, actions, reactions, or inaction, and then result. Absolutely. It's a chain of events. So you have to yeah. pay attention. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. And that's relevant whether you're an entrepreneur, a corporate, corporate person, world, absolutely. or no matter what you do. a mom, just a person. A yes. person, and yeah, it applies everything. <laughs> a spouse. Unless you're living in a vacuum, you need to know this mm, shit. No vacuum. No vacuum. <laughs> hey, guys, so we're out of time, oh. but uh, I feel like this conversation I feel like this conversation could go on and on and on. So, it really could. Megan, can we have you come back again Definitely. to the pod? Yes, yes, please. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. I'll keep coming back. Tune in fun. next time.
What are we going to cover about? What are we going to talk about next time? I think we need to continue this conversation. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. We cannot yeah. gloss over. Things we cannot gloss over. Stay tuned. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.